Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is your host, Dr. Deb Carlin, and this is the K Factor, where K equals kindness, and the factors are all the things that lead to it. Today's show has really got me on the edge of my seat. It was a a long and interesting weekend. Last week, if you're an observer of Easter, was Holy Week. And if you've been a follower here, you know that I love observing that week. It is a week of quiet and reflection and hopefulness and thinking about our existence and how it is that we have come to be here, the faith that so many on the planet have, and the belief that there is a greater reason for us being here and that we have every every reason to have hope and gratitude fill our hearts. Well, that is in deep contrast to what this Holy Week was for me. Churches are closed. Houses of worship of all types are closed because of this coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic, not just here in the United States, but around the planet. And I spent time looking at that and tuning in and out of social media, tuning in and out of the national news and the international news and working with discernment to truly examine as a trained scientist with my master's degree in statistical analysis and research methodology and my doctorate in psychology and interpret what it was that's being communicated and looking to see what's happening to our culture. You know, as a, as a person whose expertise is in social psychology, which means my passion is looking at the impact, not just of the human condition, one person at a time, the impact of the environment on a person. And what is it that happens as we all have our energy bump into one another? And when we have a blanket of energy laid over us all collectively, what's the impact of that? Well, let me, let me ask you a simple question, something I'd like you to contemplate here. When you walk into a room and it's just a, a festive, lovely, happy party and it's comfortable and and decent, and you and you walk in, it, it kind of doesn't matter what mood you're in, does it? Because you walk in and, and you get the feeling from the people in there of the goodness of the gathering, don't you? <laughs> and you walk in and you, and you feel happy and uplifted. I love those experiences. And quite frankly, whenever I'm having a meeting, whether it's for business or it's personal, whether it's in in my home or it's in some other venue, I want people to walk in and say, oh, I feel so welcome and I love this. This is so pleasant and it's delicious for all of my senses, even if they're not thinking that consciously. But they just have a feeling. And then their thoughts are about being relaxed, even if they're shy. And we do things to help people feel help people feel comfortable there. That's about energy 
And I don't mean energy in some flaky, goofy way. I mean really, truly energy. You know, our cellular activity, our mental activity communicates invisibly and unconsciously. When people talk about nonverbal behavior, they're talking about neurolinguistic programming. It's your neurology and your language and the way that you, without even realizing it, are just oozing what it is you have going on inside. And that's a certain energy. And we've all had the exact opposite of the scene that I've just painted. You walk into a room and you think, oh, my gosh, let me out of here. I'll tell you one of the scariest things for me. I I have never been in major trouble in my life with the law. But I will tell you, having to go to court at all for anything, whether it's for a divorce or a traffic ticket, I walk in there and I have the exact reaction that that authoritative organization has decided that they wanted to create because they want people to get in there, be obedient, and comply because they're there about a challenge with what the legal system is and what it is that you're supposed to do. So the way that they set it up is intentional to give you a particular feeling. And when I walk in, my feeling is I want to stand up straight, sit up straight, keep my mouth shut, pay attention to what it is I'm supposed to do, get done whatever it is that needs to be accomplished, be completely obedient, and then leave there with, everything attended to, but the feeling, the energy, the blanket of authority that's been laid down there is very intentional, and I feel it, and I find it exhausting because I'm in there being very attentive to what it is I know that's expected. Now, we have this blanket laid over us about the coronavirus. We hear news every day all across the course of the day, if we're willing to dial into it formally or we're just hearing it from people who we're in the midst of, whether it's under our own roof or we get to go to the grocery or we are reading the newspaper or on social media or on the phone or we're watching the news. What's happened is, of course, serious, and so is the flu, and so are coronary incidents, and so are car accidents, and those things are more prevalent than the coronavirus. The numbers are bigger, and it's been going on longer. I have a deep, deep concern about the ways in which the media has hyped this thing up to a point where people are so terrified that my fear my concern is that we never get back to hugging each other again. We never get back to shaking hands again and having that physical embrace that's a beautiful part of our human condition. We long to touch one another. We long for the warmth of one another's bodies, even if it's through our hands. There's been a trend to not just give one another a hug, but to give one another a bear hug and go heart to heart. So you are really laying your heart upon the other person's heart. So it's left to left. That's a beautiful, energetic, loving exchange. 
But we've been put into a position of so much fear. The social distancing, do I think it's necessary? I think any time you have a fever, you are sneezing, you are coughing, you have diarrhea, you need to maintain a social distance. (laughs) And people don't do that. People come out all the time. They're sick as a dog, as we say. And they're out saying, no, I got to power through it, got to do it anyway. Well, you know, thanks a lot because you just sneezed and spewed your junk all over everybody. So I do think that in the middle of this social distancing, that there are some real benefits. We're learning some tensional wisdom, and that's a very positive reality. However, the layer of fear in that blanket is not okay. There are people who are listening who have already said to me, well, the masses of people need to be hit over the head with tremendous fear and authority in order for us to get their attention. I don't know that I can ever believe that and embrace that. I think more of human beings and of humanity than to allow myself to embrace that. There are an endless number of ways for us to communicate. And as a doctor of psychology, that's actually part of my training, is figuring out how to message, how to articulate, how to express words so that people can hear, so that people can be drawn to it and want to understand what it means. What's necessary here is to have the media explain without the hype, without the drama. What is it that's happening here? And give us the step-by-step instructions based on science, not on emotional overreactivity to what it is that we need to do. Let me give you a few examples. Number one, this virus is very correlated with vitamin D, and vitamin D comes from the sun. So many people think that this social distancing and this home quarantine means you have to stay indoors in your house. Actually, it doesn't mean that. What it means is that you need to stay at least six feet away from people. And by the way, that's when they're not sneezing or coughing, and that's when people are standing still. If you're around people who are walking or running or cycling, you don't want to be downwind of them for maybe two or three times that distance. But what we want to do is is we want to make sure that we are learning the lessons of that distancing and that influence of staying safe and respectful in our interpersonal space and making it a little bit bigger. However, being outside, being in nature, taking a walk, and being in the sunshine, the sun is what gives us vitamin D naturally. And it's fabulous to catch it wherever and however you can. Even when it's cold outside, if you bundle up, and you have your face exposed to the sun, fabulous. You're drinking it all in. That's amazing. 
What if it's raining? Get an umbrella, take a walk outside anyway, and breathe in that good cleansing air. It's not about being on lockdown inside of your home. Now, numerous cities have shut down parks and outdoor areas. I did a Facebook Live about a week and a half ago. I was in Chicago, which is my home city. I actually called the police department and talked to them and said, look, I'd like to take a drive solo in my car, and I would like to drive through my downtown and up Lakeshore Drive and along the lakefront, but I don't want to get pulled over by the police. I don't want to get a citation by the police, and I sure as as shooting don't want to get arrested and shackled and thrown in the pokey. I would not do well under those conditions. What can I actually do? Because I've heard all kinds of rumors in St. Louis. I live in St. Louis and I live in Chicago and I don't want to do anything that's wrong, but I'm going to be in my car. I'm not planning on getting out. And they made it very clear to me. And I called several departments to make sure that the message was consistent because I had heard the mayor and seen the mayor on the news She was staunch. Don't come to the lakefront. Don't come to the lakefront parks. You'll be arrested. I thought I, or something along those lines. I might be misquoting. My apologies. But it was heavy handed. I took it seriously. What I was told was absolutely come on out and come on down and take a drive. The only thing that I'm going to tell you is twofold. Number one, we have the lakefront parks cordoned off. And we do have police making sure that nobody drives into the beachfront parks. And in the city of Chicago, you at this point in time cannot take a walk on the beach. And I said, that's because we had crowds of people who ignored all of this, isn't it? And they were playing basketball and volleyball and soccer and lollygagging and being in huge clusters. That's right. Okay, so they ruined it for all of us, didn't they? Yes, indeed they did. I find that to be so unfortunate, but do I think we need to clobber those people? No, I think we need to educate those people. And right now we have to educate them pretty quickly. Where are they cavorting now? I don't know. People are going to be naive, maybe ignorant, and do things that they shouldn't do. We're just trying to help the public understand what not to do. Now, in contrast to my home city, which, by the way, I took the drive. It was beautiful. It was on a Sunday morning. It was lovely. There were people out walking, maintaining social distance. There were people in the park, maybe one person sitting at a picnic table or on a bench or a couple. There were little families, uh, mom and dad and a couple of kids, maybe with a dog. And I was really impressed seeing people not being on their cell phones but being live with one another and truly respectful about their social distancing. It warmed my heart. It gave me hope. And I was in my car breathing in the fresh air, windows down, loving every minute of it. It was 60 degrees and marvelous. And I I found in parts of the lakefront outside of the city where I was able to get out and take a walk. It wasn't illegal. It wasn't shut down. And people were extremely respectful about 
social distancing. And I thought this is great. We get to be outside. We get to be enjoying life and experiencing it. You know, we have a desire to be happy, each and every one of us, and to feel peace. Not that that uh, wrangling, frizzing of our nerves that we call nervous, we call anxious, that worry where we're knitting our brow and frowning because the thoughts inside of our mind, we're trying to kind of knit our way through it and understand how to untangle the thoughts that we have that are confusing us and upsetting us and causing us us worry. When the negative energy spreads fast, it does put a blanket over us that we need to allow ourselves to shed. When I was doing that Facebook Live, and I've been doing them every, sometimes every day, but at least one every few days, I was amazed and thrilled that I had people on that Facebook Live. I had 60 and 70 people showing up. I never had that before. And I thought, this is powerful. And they were writing and saying that they were having fun and this is lovely and thanks for the tour. And I was talking about what it was that I was seeing and experiencing. And then I was sprinkling in the things about this pandemic and wanting to lift people into a place of happiness. That made me feel fabulous. I also want to talk about something that is very serious as if this isn't already. I'm not just inviting you into a place of happiness. I'm telling you that kindness is the currency of the universe. Because with kindness, we can buy our way into anything, any situation, anyone's heart, anyone's mind. And I'm talking genuine kindness. You're leading with goodness. You're leading with love. And you have a full-out intention to spread good energy. You have the capacity to do that. Now, let me tell you what happens when we don't do that. A couple of the statistics in Illinois were related to the coronavirus. And from what I understand, and of course, it gets a little confusing, there was a couple that was sure that they were infected and they were terrified. He committed a murder and then he committed a suicide. That is anxiety and fear and depression and despair and hopelessness to the ultimate degree. This virus is being survived by the majority of the people, flat out fact. We are not wiping out the human race with this virus. The numbers prove it. I invite you to Google coronavirus statistics and look at the way that the scientists are tracking it. And they are showing very clearly by state. And if you go to Deborah Carlin, D-E-B-O-R-A-H, the appropriate full spelling of my name, on Facebook, And on 
um, LinkedIn at Dr. Deb Carlin, you'll see that I have taken screenshots and posted what the groups who are conducting the science and looking at the incidence, the rates of diagnostics confirmed, the number of recoveries, the number of deaths by country and by in the United States, Illinois was peaked yesterday, the 12th. Missouri is cleared, I think, by the 26th. And the last country, the last, the last two states in the country are anticipated to clear in peaking by May 3rd. Friends, I want you to have hope and happiness in your hearts and in your minds and in your energy then so that you are released from this fear. Get ready. Get ready for recovery. Get ready for walking outside. Get ready to hug people again. Get ready to normalize your life. Get ready for the goodness that we're turning a corner on. And in the interim, in this incubation time, enjoy the home that you're in. Enjoy the people that are there. Enjoy yourself if you're solo. Use it as a time to luxuriate in who you are and how you are and the blessing that you are. I sincerely love humanity. I love my brethren like I love myself. And I have really been working on that and working on loving myself healthfully and fully. And I invite you to do the same. I invite you to go to my Facebook page and and my um, LinkedIn and Twitter and see that I'm doing webinars on Feel Better Fast because I know every one of you wants to feel better consistently. I will be here every Monday and Wednesday, and depending on the demand that we get, I will be here more often. I will, I will also be here sharing the good news about additional programs and courses that I'm offering because, like everybody else, I'm interested in sustaining my business and earning my revenues. I thank you for being here with me today. It is always an honor to have people who will get on the line with me, listen to what it is that I am sharing, become a fan, endorse the show, and feel really good because of what it is that you've heard here. The K factor is important to me. Kindness is important to every single one of us. And we all have the capacity within us to spread it. The very first step is to be kind to yourself. Please Google Dr. Deb Carlin meditations and find a very sweet set of gifts that I have for you. No charge. I just hope it gives you a charge of peace and tranquility. Until next time, this is your host, Dr. Deb Carlin here at the K Factor, where K equals kindness and the factors are all the things that lead to it. Until next time, my friends, bless you.